0: Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher.
1: We're talking about God's authority. You said yesterday that the sovereign rule of God is within us, within all of those of us who can say Jesus is Lord. Why? In order to take his authority, God's authority and power, to those who don't know him.
0: And I've been outlining this principle all week, but especially yesterday, that if we are to exercise the authority of God, then it is essential for us to be living under his authority, not just theoretically, but in reality.
1: And this has got absolutely nothing to do with building our own platform or reputation.
0: No, quite the opposite. And the key scripture for you to understand the reason why I say these things is found in James chapter 4, verse 6. That is why, well, it it begins by saying, but he gives us more grace. That is why scripture says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Now, you often hear Christians quote part of that, resist the devil and he will flee from you. But actually, that's not what James says. It's only part of what he said. He says, submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. What's he saying? If you submit yourself to the authority of God, you will have the authority over the devil, the authority to resist the devil, the authority that will make the devil in whatever way he is attacking you, he will flee from you. Whatever demonic powers, whatever sicknesses, whatever oppression, whatever is coming against you, those things will flee because having submitted to the authority of God, you will have authority over the things that come against you. But you see, James says that because of what he quotes beforehand from Proverbs. God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Now, what does he mean by the humble? He means those who humbly submit themselves to the authority of God. How does God view those who do not submit to his authority? They are proud. Why, if you do not submit to the authority of God, you set yourself up as your own God. You want your own will, your own way. You want to please yourself. Oh, you might use all kinds of phrases which sound good spiritual phrases, but in reality, in reality, you are not really submitted to God's authority. So the humble recognize that Jesus is Lord over their lives. Now, if you're going to exercise the authority of God, it's, it's important for you to understand three things. First, you are submitted to God's authority. In other words, you want him to rule and reign over you every day in all the circumstances of your life. That means... That no matter what the situation, you want his will, not your will, but his will to be accomplished. So you are living under the authority of God. Then secondly, that authority needs to reside in you. And the more you are submitted to that authority, the more of that authority will be in you. It's the authority that God gives to the believer. And we'll see what that authority is in due course. The third way is that that authority then needs to be exercised through us so that we do the same things as Jesus, that we reveal and manifest the life of the kingdom of God here on earth. That's God's call to every believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. So we are under the authority of God, that authority is in us, and then that authority is expressed through us. You see, this is what was true for Jesus. He lived under the authority of his father during his humanity. That authority was in him. It was recognized by the people. It was recognized even by his opponents. And he exercised that authority over the devil, over demonic powers, over sicknesses, over death itself. So these are the three ways in which the authority of God is to be revealed in our lives. We live under that authority so that then that authority can be in us so that then that authority can be expressed through us. But the whole of that process has to begin with this phrase, really, this truth. God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. And it's that grace that enables us to be the people God has called us to be and to do the things that he wants us to do. If we have this authority, it's not our authority. You know, I have great authority. People for years and years and years have said, Colin, you you speak with such authority, you, you act with such authority, you pray with such authority. And, and I said, yes, but it's not my authority, it's his authority in me. And that means that I have to stay submitted to his authority so that his authority can be expressed through my life.
1: Any guidelines, Colin, as to how we can stay submitted to God, because I guess that really is the rub, isn't it? Well,
0: that's what I was saying earlier in the week when I said every day you see I submit myself afresh to the authority of God.
1: We can use words, but sometimes words aren't enough.
0: Well, they've got to be the words have got to express what is in our heart, haven't they? But if you if you mean what you say, then you will obey him. And that's what I was saying at the beginning of the week, that how do you submit to the authority of God by obeying what he says? So Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey my commandments. Um, Because God expresses his authority by commands, then we respect that authority by obeying the commands. We don't respect his authority if we, or submit to his authority, if we simply hear the commands. No, we have to obey the commands. And this is the... All important thing, you know. Uh, There are many people that say, "I believe that scriptures are the word of God." Well, that's good, but I tell people the only part of the Bible that you believe is the part that you obey, because as far as Jesus is concerned, faith is not what you say, but it's what you do, and and. uh, faith therefore has to be expressed in active practical obedience to what god is saying uh, let me just quote one of his parables remember there was a father who had two sons that he sent into the vineyard and one said Mo um, no, i don't want to go but then he thought better of it and went and the other said oh yes father i'll go but he never went and jesus simply asked the question which one did the will of his father Now, obviously, the one who actually went and did what the father commanded them to do, go and work in the vineyard. But you see, the other one, he had all the right words. He could say, oh, yes, I believe my father has spoken to me. Oh, yes, I believe my father has given me a command. Oh, this is wonderful. I've got a word from God. He has told me this, boom, 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 boom. But you see, that doesn't cut any ice with God whatsoever. The only thing that matters to God is whether we go and do what he says. So, when Jesus is speaking in Matthew 25 about the last judgment, he says that then there will be a division between the sheep and the goats. He will put the sheep on his right hand and the goats on his left. Now, what is the difference between the sheep and the goats? Because the sheep go to everlasting life and the goats go to eternal punishment. The difference between the two is very simple. The sheep did the will of God. The goats didn't. I think if you read between the lines of what Jesus is saying, you can see that the goats thought they were sheep. They had probably all the right ideas and the right language, but they didn't do the work. They didn't act in obedience. And so Jesus says to the sheep, whatever you did for the least of these, my brethren, you did for me. But he says to the goats, whatever you did not do to them, you did not do to me. It's all a matter of action. You express obedience in action. You cannot express obedience in intention. And so often, you know, Christians have the right words, but they don't deliver. They speak of all kinds of intentions, but they don't fulfill those intentions. They even give the promises to people. Oh, yes, I'll do this, this, and this, and this, but they don't deliver on the promises. And what that says to people is Christians aren't to be trusted. How can you trust what they say if they don't deliver on their words? So it's very important for us to understand that we are to be like Jesus in the sense that he has given us this authority in order that we may obey him and so exercise authority.
1: Sometimes, Colin, just briefly, there is a conflict of interest between what we're being asked to do in in a human level because we all live under authority in our work and God's authority. A quick word on that.
0: Well, um, this gets us into the wider realm that I'll talk a little bit more about tomorrow, uh, about uh, the secular authorities around us, because actually the Word of God does say that we are to be submitted to whoever is put in authority over us. A submitted heart is always a submitted heart. So yes, at work you are to be submitted to your boss. Children are to be submitted to their parents. Honor your father and your mother. Um, this runs right the way through the gospel, right the way through the teaching of God. Uh, And it is a good witness that slaves uh, obey their masters. Um, it's, It's absolutely cardinal principle of the kingdom of God. Why? Because the kingdom is all about authority. It's about the righteousness, peace, and joy of the Holy Spirit being expressed in our lives. But how do we do righteousness? How do we actually work out and live lives of righteousness? By doing what it is that God commands us to do. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com.